This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Games Group. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Hi, Damon. Brian Altano is here. And Justin Davis Hi, is Damon. also here. Uh, the w- discussion we were just having would be great for a Knock and Boots podcast. Uh, well, I'm sorry you guys missed that. It was great. One day, one, one day. day, one day, one day, one <laughs> day. Uh, how's everybody doing? Greg finished his bagel. I did. He I did in record time to make sure yeah. we had it. It wasn't everything bagel. What I usually, I don't usually eat in everything. I'm usually a poppy seed kind of man. But this it's, was it's really weird. Good. Yeah, yeah. They, they make you butter or cream cheese your own bagels out here. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's certain, <laughs> there's only certain places. I don't know. In New York, they don't do that. Well, it, they have the Great American Bagelry down mm-hmm. there on Townsend, they, they, they'll do it for you. Bagelry. Out of you know, all the complaints, I know lots of people from the East Coast that live here now, and mm-hmm. buttering your own bagels, that's not one I've heard before. What did you say? What was that word? Bagels? Bagels? Bagels. 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 There we go. Bagels. You know, in the, in the bagel kingdom, none <laughs> none is more splendid than the Asiago cheese bagel. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. mm. Damon turned me on to this. He's turned me on to a lot of things over the years. I, t- I, <laughs> just, I, I basically turned Greg on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can sum it up that way. I'm a, Greg and I, we're, I'm a poppy seed man as well. Damon, Superior. Are you, are you aware that this, we, we celebrate five years together mm. this week? Wow. Yeah. What's the actual date? Yesterday, March 1st. Yeah, yesterday yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. March 1st is when yeah. I always think you're an April guy, but your birthday's in April. That's probably yeah, what. That's what it is, yeah. How do you remember that? I've been here less than a year, and I don't remember when I started. I remember because I almost died just coming remember. out here. I, I've been working at IGN five years, and I almost okay. died coming out here. Yeah. And so my real date got pushed. So I actually I actually came into the office the last day of February, whatever, in 2007, but I couldn't legally declare that that was my first day. I had to declare March 1st as my how first did, day. How did you almost die? Yeah, I don't understand. No, oh, that's, a long, that's a long story to think. I tried to drive from Missouri, and I got caught in a Nebraska snowstorm, and oh. 
I had to huddle in a, an old man's trailer for eight hours. <laughs> wow. Stranger, pretty great Stranger's story. trailer. It was right. filled with coffee cans, filled with That's water. How, there's, there's two kinds of movies that start that way. Horror oh, movies. I was well aware yeah. of how bad, I, how close I was to dying. What was the other kind of movie that starts that way? Uh, Pornos. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> I've not seen Way to show. steal my joke, Greg. <laughs> bang trailer. <laughs> Snowstorm bang trailer. Speaking of horror and porn, did you know that gore porn is a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just the nose, apparently. <laughs> it does. I mean, you could take any word and put it before porn I guess and it you're would right. be a thing. Yeah. I guess you're right. What I is gore porn? Um, so, cute anime girls with, with huge boobs, mm-hmm. naked, but like with their intros, oh! their, their guts cut open and their intros spilled out everywhere. Oh. Why would you introduce this to the world, Daniel? I know, I'm just saying it's a thing and it exists and people right jerk off President Obama is like listening to this and he's like, no, don't, kids! <laughs> that gives get up in them guts a whole new meaning. Oh, <laughs> I've never on. heard get up and then guts. Really? <laughs> We're really bringing things down you today. To put cream cheese on can your you, bagels out here? It's ridiculous. Can you use that phrase in a sentence, please? Yeah, last night I got up in them guts. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. Oh, my that. God. I don't like that. I don't like no, that one I don't at all. I don't like what Brian I mean, O'Connor was bringing yeah. to the podcast today. All right, I'm going to leave. All right, no, can we just start Don't leave. <laughs> yes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game Scoop. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, GDC Eve well, today. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Big, fame, big holiday, GDC Eve. Um, yeah, next week is GDC Eve. It's the, the Game, game developers, developers Conference. conference. So it's the conference for game developers. It is my favorite conference of the year. Why? It's the dumbest um, thing you can say. No, I like GDC a lot because I like hearing people. It's a little bit more low-key than E3. It's, it's, it's way incredibly low-key. Low key, yeah. No, Very but I like, key. so it's a lot of just panels and sessions, and there's not so much the spectacle and big noise and sound, and instead you just kind of get to sit and listen to someone speak for like an hour about, you know, what made Uncharted 3. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they can be very boring and dry, but if you get like a good speaker, um, it's really interesting to hear people talk. Uh, just I like hearing people smarter than me talk no, about no. what made their game what so I, good. What I like about GDC is that it's... It's totally for the people behind the scenes. GDC yep. is not E3. No. It's not a consumer thing. They don't need to make an announcement there. It's barely for press. What it is right. is for everybody who's got a creative mind and makes video games to come together and learn from each other and network and move around. Yeah, I mean, if you care about what makes games good in game design, which, um, you know, I do, and I think a lot of people do, it's a really interesting, fascinating place to totally. be. Totally. The ongoing, the ongoing joke, of course, is if you dropped a bomb at the W Hotel Bar <laughs> at 1 in the morning, you the video game industry would be set back five don't, years. Don't because give everyone's them any there. ideas. That's actually... <laughs> Like if you're if you're in the area, just if you want to meet Jim Riley, just wander around the W bar outside the front door because Jim will be out there. He doesn't smoke, but he'll smoke. If somebody comes out and is famous, and he'll talk to them and he'll pass his card out. Yeah, that's true. Also, I heard a rumor. I don't know if anyone can substantiate this. Booth babes at GDC. This no, year? Uh, Eric Brevig giving some panel at GDC. Well, I yes. just heard. I saw Hillary Goldstein tweet about yeah, yeah, that, yeah. but I haven't seen him on like you know. Uh, we have an extensive, extensive uh, schedule of mm-hmm. panels mm-hmm. we're covering, and I haven't seen any. Uh, There's no Brudvig speech. Yeah, but um, I don't. Know, maybe he's maybe he's doing. I'm gonna go to him. Heckle the hell out of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boo, <laughs> Brudvig. <laughs> uh, anyway, GDC will be a fun week. Um, yeah. We'll we'll have we'll have some cool stuff coming out of, of that show, and we'll be going to some fun parties too. There will be some good parties. We'll be going to the funnest party that you'll be hosting. Yes. on Friday night, uh, the wobble after party. Wobble. Yes, Friday night, the wub wub wobble party. Yeah. It'll be good. We're having an in, in in the office competition to see if we can get the most famous developer to come to Damon's show. That's awesome. <laughs> I made that up, but we should. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. No, you should do that. Yeah. I've not heard of this. I, it's a competition between my, me, myself, and I. I'll bring I'll bring some iPhone guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll bring my iPhone. Yeah. Um, one Levi Buchanan will be there. <gasps> awesome. Yes, it's true. Chalingo, makers of the Superman game I downloaded but never played. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> uh, maybe the biggest news this week has been all this Assassin's Creed 3 stuff that's yeah, going on. Yeah. I, I was saying this yesterday. I can't remember this the last time I was this excited for a game that I've seen no gameplay of. Yeah, you Maybe too, yeah. it's because 
uh, you know, we've seen Assassin's Creed before. We pretty much know what it's going to look like, how it's going to play. But now this new setting, you yeah. know, uh, the first really different Assassin's Creed adventure in years because Assassin's Creed 2 came out. And then we have these two, like, sort of, like, stepping stone, not really sequels, Brotherhood and Revelations. Yeah. yeah. But now this is, like... Bam! Assassin's we, Creed 3. We know how it's going to play, but I think we can all say we know how we don't want it to play, and I don't want any of that... Tower defense? Tower defense crap. Car racing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, sitting on a roof and watching your friends throw rocks at people. Like, come on. Just go down there and kill them with your yeah, hands. exactly. So that's, this that's is, what it's about. This is, uh, this is Colin Moriarty's time to shine, by yeah, the if, way. This is, so this is video games in American history. So he's, yeah. If for he's somehow set. you've missed the news, Assassin's Creed 3 appears to be set during the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. So we're over there in the colonies. Got an assassin with some Native American uh, bands and beads mm-hmm. on him along with a tomahawk and right. bow and arrow. It looks really cool. And there's been but, generals and redcoats. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is interesting. Damon and I were talking about this, but the main character still has the white hood on, and he fits in less than ever. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. So yeah, yeah. some screenshots came out today. It's starting yeah. to look weird. Um, yesterday we we got the, the box art mm-hmm. and some some concept art that we analyzed with a great video with Colin and, and Andrew Goldfarb on IGN. So make sure you watch that. But then screenshots came out today of him like walking around a town with like among all these redcoats, and I'm yeah. like, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, Wait, like, the box art, he's got the white hood, but he's in the snow, and you're like, all right, yeah, that works. I got you. That's but cool. now he's just in a tree. Well, it's like the closer it gets to modern times, the weirder seeing this guy in like assassin garb. Well, that's gets. what I figured. <laughs> I figured they would like adapt his his garb, yeah. to to fit in. But no, he just still looks like the the original Assassin's Creed guy walking through colonial. Well, America. I mean, here's what we're not here's what we're not pulling in because we're not American history experts like Homer. I am unaware of how someone uh, someone higher up in the hierarchy of Native American culture would have dressed in that time. You know not, what I mean? Not like, like that. You don't think they would have? You don't think they'd have a, a, some kind of robe on and a hoodie, the, the belt, a white hoodie? No, and okay, yeah, exactly. If you're going to describe it like that, no, they're not going to have that. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Hey, listeners. <laughs> so I think. Hey, the, listeners. The other thing that's interesting to me, and the reason I really want to see the trailer, see the game in action, is that America at that time, and I'm not a history major either, but there was no giant towers and cities like there was in Europe. No, but there was trees. Like, there was like, forests. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like, was the big thing. So yeah, is it going to yeah. be a lot more in trees and forests, yeah. and that's how they're going to get that's, the verticality yeah, one of, one of the it? screenshots shows them above a, an enemy camp in a tree, ready to, to pounce on them. Colin yeah. keeps reciting that quote that I don't know if I've ever heard <laughs> I before. I yeah. Of course, as the old saying goes, yeah, the old you saying. can go from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Without ever touching the ground because it was so heavily wooded. Yeah, I was like, did people say that? (laughs) Oh yes, as the crow flies. (laughs) If you're a squirrel, maybe a man's not going to do that. Um, Well, you're about to see a man do it. You're going to believe a man can tree fly. (laughs) So we, I mean, a big box quote of the year. (laughs) (laughs) You'll believe a man man can tree tree fly. fly. Stone Chain, if you're listening, you can take that. IGN.com. That's, that's a freebie. Um, I think, but a big part of the reason I liked these games was that it was exploring urban areas, and there were no big sort of metropolitan cities in America at that time. New York was like a podunk town, maybe Boston, I guess. But there's nothing like Venice or Rome, or and it was really mm-hmm. fun exploring those urban areas. So, I don't know. I give Ubisoft the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm, I'm very hope, eager to I hope see you like it, the woods just I mean, as yeah, much exactly. that's what you're getting this time. I Thanks. loved Assassin's Creed 2, and this is the same team that, that made exactly. that game. I meant to play Brotherhood, never got around to it, and then everybody seemed really bored with Revelation, totally. so I'll yeah. probably never make it to that That was one. the thing. is like Assassin's Creed 2 was so good, and then Brotherhood was like, oh, cool, it's more of Assassin's Creed 2 with a Brother- horse. Brotherhood was really good, and then it was, but And then it was just like, oh, yeah, Revelations, everybody was just like, nope, we're done. Stop <laughs> it. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't played Revelations yet. Don't. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I try to get through the. I try to do it, but the first two DNA sequences killed it. That's exactly. Like yeah. I, I mean, I think is it going to be? So, how much like Red Dead is this going to be? Do we think is it going to be like Red mm. Dead crossed with Assassin's Creed? Like that, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound awesome. <laughs> like, are you going to be? Because one of the screenshots is uh, him hunting a deer. And I'm like, is there going to be like more of a survival aspect? And maybe you have to eat meat in the game. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe, maybe that deer is carrying a message to the British. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Is it, it's a carrier dude? He's thing? actually a pope. <laughs> I hope after it's early. After after piece after <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five, they make another Red Dead. Rockstar yeah. makes another. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I love well, they've got to do that. It was it so, so that successful. Well, I mean, San, that was a, that was the San Diego team that made Red Deads, and they're working on something now. Like that's not the GTA Five team. So. Well, well I'm just Rockstar talking is about very yeah, 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 about their yeah, yeah. releases. Usually, it's, yeah. and that's got Max Payne. Max Payne is almost here. And mm-hmm. that was why it was so weird that they announced yeah. GTA Five while mm-hmm. they were still doing prep for Max Payne. Yeah, yeah. they usually only have one big game. But anyways, I'm ready for some GTA Five too. Assassin's Creed Three. We'll get that the trailer on Monday. Yes. And we're going to be doing a live rewind theater. So the trailer goes live 9 a.m. Pacific on Monday, and right then we'll be we'll show the trailer on IGN, and then uh, Rich George and Mitch Dyer and some other folks here at IGN are going to be like breaking down the trailer for you live, right before your very eyes. They'll be Whoa. answering your questions live. It's going to be amazing. Uh, the last Re- Assassin's Creed trailer for Revelations was like a big dubstep fest. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if they do some dubstep thing set in colonial America. That could be cool. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a dubstep. Colonial, Colonial dubstep is my favorite music. Yeah, it really is. It's really good stuff. It'll be a remix of, I don't know, it'll be like some Piccolo. What's like the American Revolution music? Like Yankee Doodle. Some really sad Piccolo Yankee Doodle. What if it does start off like all eerily, like, you know, like just one flute and you. And then. He's riding a fucking bear into Boston Harbor. Damon, this is a totally untapped market for you. You need to get in. I need to start making Colonial dubstep. Yeah. Yeah. Before anybody else does. Okay. Well, unfortunately, uh, a bunch of people just heard us talk about it. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody listens. Run home right now. A bunch of fucking lazy asses. <laughs> Rolling out of bed right now, dusting off the Cheetos. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd be in bed too if I wasn't here. Podcast. If you're you unemployed, do, yeah. You do host a show called Up at Noon. I do with Craig Willer. Yeah, Craig Willer. That was. Um, yeah. oh, sorry. That was just my favorite Up at Noon joke, probably. Good. It's all been downhill since. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching. The first pilot. It's been downhill since. <laughs> We must be ready for a new danger. The atomic bomb. There might not be any grown-ups around when the bomb explodes. Then, you're on your own. Next week, a little game called Mass Effect 3 comes out. What's that on Tuesday, March 6th. Finish the fight, I think, is what the uh, tagline is. The fight. No, no, that's the, did they really use that tagline? No, 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 no that's Halo. Because that's Halo. I'm like, <laughs> I know. okay, I get the joke now. Uh, what a re- shitty re- time of year to release it. Thanks a lot, Bioware. Mm. Assholes, you know we'll be at GDC. Yeah, it's so I'm not going to be able to play it yeah. until the weekend. Yeah. Because I'll be up, I'm doing GDC stuff all week. Yeah. Um, but I am excited to play it. I started playing Mass Effect 2 again, and I, I'd almost forgotten how amazing that game Did is. You, I think we, have we talked about this? Did you play Arrival DLC? I have not played Arrival. Play, everyone, play the is, Arrival yeah. DLC. I've been lucky enough to Apparently, play a few hours of Mass Effect 3. Play the Arrival DLC. Otherwise, you have to do like I did and call Christine Steimer and go, what the hell just happened? What, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. It really ties in directly with that DLC. Um, that it, so it picks up immediately where Rival leaves off, not no. where Mass Effect Two leaves off. No, and, not even. And you, there's time still passes between Arrival and Mass Effect Three. It, it, the bottom line is, if you haven't played Arrival, you're going to be kind of lost. Exactly, because okay. I started the game, and for me, Mass Effect Two ended. I had everybody live. I was really proud of my team, and it's like now we're getting ready for the Reaper threat. And the Mass Effect Three starts, and you're just like, what the, what the hell is going on? What the where Jack? Jack, where are you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I'll be able to finish two ag- to again back. before I play three. But I'd like to save everybody except Jack. I, w- I really want that bitch to die. Jack's awesome. No, she's terrible. Did you see the horror she had to go through? Yeah, that no. was the best she part of my Mass Effect two. Everybody's fucking story. God, that was so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, the best part. That's the only part about Mass Effect two. 
What? What? That's the only thing that game doesn't have a storyline. It just has like eight different yeah, storylines. Yeah, you gotta get the band back together. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just think you say Jacob's story. Awesome. I, that's just my big complaint about Mass Effect Two is it doesn't have a plot of its own. Instead, the whole plot is just recruiting these however, what eight people, six or seven people, and uh, that's it. That's well, you gotta go. You gotta go fight the things at the end. Yeah. I also <laughs> like the combat a lot. The combat's fun. Combat yeah. is fun. I just I was very disappointed with the plot of Mass Effect Two. I thought, it, and this was a sad state of affairs. I played the Arrival DLC. And then I go back to Mass Effect 3 so I can figure out what's going on. And, like, my, you know, Arrival DLC is using my real character that I've spent hours and hours on. I'm just tearing people apart and I'm using biotics left and right. And then I go back to Mass Effect 3 and, like, I, I put on the shield and then i got to wait for those two circles to come in. And, uh, and I'm like, God damn it. Well, we have a bunch of uh, questions from listeners about Mass Effect 3. Uh, we'll dive into that. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Cooper Heinrichs did. It's a great name. Says, uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper Hydrics. <laughs> in last week's episode, you guys were discussing whether or not Mass Effect 3 has sold out, or Mass Effect has sold out, with all their extra bells and whistles both inside and outside of the game. I just wanted to express that I really like the Mass Effect 3 PR space launch. I love fun and creative PR events, <laughs> even, really? if, even if they are sometimes goofy or ridiculous. Have there been other game releases with creative PR events that you've enjoyed? Yeah, Homefront. Yeah, Homefront was awesome to watch Homefront fucking burn. That yeah. was a nightmare. Yeah, I guess that was kind of a disaster. They dumped, what, 10,000 balloons into the bay? Yeah, they well, launched, they launched, well, they launched them in the air, but then they fell into <laughs> yeah. the bay. They made dolphins extinct. <laughs> It's a rough it, was, rough it was the Korean plan. Rough day the for North sea Korean. Life. <laughs> so each balloon, I think, contained like a coupon or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, there's been tons. tons like there was, um, what was it? God of War exactly. three, where yeah. they sacrificed a goat. Was yeah, it? Well, that was at a European press event, but yes, that did oh, happen. Yeah. Oh, just because it's international okay. waters, it doesn't I'm count. I'm just saying that <laughs> <laughs> goats are only half as important in Europe. Exactly. Well, that's very true. Was that God of War 3? Was it God of War 2? It might have been 2. I think yeah. it was 2. Yeah, maybe 2. There's a lot of, I don't know that there were launch events, but Acclaim has a long history of terrible, terrible PR yeah. decisions about... Um, they Didn't they... They paid someone to... to to change their name to, to Turok, to, Turok baby, right? to, to name their baby, name, Turok. name their baby Turok, and then there is their their undead game where they had they were advertising it on tombstones. They paid mm. people to put it on their and like family members' tombstones. <laughs> Crazy. Did anybody really do that? Like put the game on their on a tombstone? I think Surely it happened. Not. Yeah. If my mom died during that. Yeah, I would have been like, sure, yeah. okay. whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. I know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's more. But so and then, well, the, there's uh, Dante's Inferno. Oh, well, yeah, oh, so they did Great. a different stunt for like every sin, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Where they actually, and then they actually sent, uh, they sent checks. media yeah. checks. Yeah, and then this is greed. They did the fake protest at E three, and mm-hmm. yeah, they sent us barbecue for greed. I think we we we, we ate, enjoyed the barbecue. We that was barbecue, the one. Yeah. That, that was when it started early. It was started like yeah. I, I thought we were talking about events for the public. Yeah, for press events. Yeah, like Dante's Inferno sent all that crap, and like the, yeah, we got the barbecue that first time. We're like, oh, cool food. Yeah. And then they sent, like, the sandwich or whatever, and we're like, oh, no thanks. And, and then, then they, they sent a check. Yeah, they sent a rubber check, and we had to call them and say, never send us anything again. Yeah. Fucking I don't, idiots. Don't send press people money when, you're, <laughs> when you have a game coming out. They, uh, most companies shouldn't send press people most things. Like, exactly. Most of the things yeah. you yeah. send are just, so like, much really? dumb shit. It's like, like, like why would you do this? Like, when EA, was it the, um, was it the Godfather, where they just sent oh. out, um... Brass knuckles to everybody. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, it was just like that's a we- like you legally can't mail that weapon. I, yeah, out. those are illegal in <laughs> and some yeah, states. And they did it anyway. Anthony but. did some like War in the North kind of game where they sent like a giant axe, like sent a battle axe to him, like a real axe, mm-hmm. not like the chainsaw you got for Space Marine. 
And then, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's marketing people, like, Ace Combat, whatever, Joint Assault came out recently. And two, we did a game scope, I don't think, or a, a, one of the, the news breaks we never aired about it. But they sent toy helicopters and shit. Like, and like the game's coming soon, but while you wait, here's a helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I'm not a boy. I need. <laughs> I have real things to do. Yeah. This. I mean, this, this sounds so like. I know, right? Oh my god! Why are you sending us free shit? But I know. But still, like, I mean, I think it was Alien vs Predator. They mailed everybody these d- disgusting doll heads. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do remember, I don't remember that. that. Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo for the launch of the DS sent everyone mannequin hands. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Fear Three, they sent out a framed photo of Alma to everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I just. It's one of those things where we all talk about how. Oh my God! You know, don't buy new so people get money. So mm-hmm. you know, like, you look at the, the budget for this, and they're like, "How much are they setting aside for these horrible, horrible th- Brooktown High? This terrible PSP game." They sent us all Letterman's jackets. <laughs> 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 it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, that's probably more than the game costs. Yeah, I, I'm like, put this into advertising. Yeah, put it, put it into making the game better. Exactly. When that's I don't amazing. like no one like no one's like a, yeah I'm gonna like who's wearing that what where do those yeah, letters exactly. what, what is yours doing right now uh, well I think we put Jeff Haynes on the Prince <laughs> of Persia statue for a while and then mine sat on my chair I think until a fan was like ah oh, cool jacket I was like take it there's yeah. also yeah. That's, that's a good that's a good heads up for anybody who ever comes to First Friday and or just meets us yes like, please take yeah. us any, anytime take well no 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 I'm saying if you're walking around the office and you see something you like just ask yeah you chances can, are you, we'll give it you can probably have it yeah. There was the um, you can't have my disguise figures though. No. Yeah, anything. Yeah, there's certain things. <laughs> there was that really sad demons. photo of Suda Fifty One at the Japanese Number Heroes Two launch party that nobody went to, but he was just surrounded by promotional toilet paper. <laughs> like he's sitting there, and there's just <laughs> mountains of toilet paper around him, and no one is That's asking for the game. Sad, that is now I'm sad. It's this one of those things happens. where, like, yeah. I, I whenever I go to an event or whenever we go to a launch party or something, the one thing I'm hoping for. When I leave or whatever is a copy of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. give me. Yeah. I don't. I don't want a swag bag with a t-shirt and thumb drive. It's like no. Three hundred dollars. Well, the thumb drives are pretty useful. Thumb drives are actually yeah. really useful. I do like thumb drives. If you're gonna give anything, give thumb drives. But like, I once went to a Pirates of the Caribbean game thing to demo the game, and they're like, "Oh, here's your bag." And they gave me like a digital, a little digital underwater camera for kids that was like Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Remember that Pirates of the Caribbean action RPG that was canceled? Oh man, yeah, it looks oh, yeah. so yeah, good. Right? Why is it? It was so gonna hard? be good. They Showed at E3, yeah. Remember, we were all like, "Oh, that looks pretty good." They spent all their money on cameras. Well, and they finished the Tron game, and that was like, "What?" Yeah. yeah. But like, why is it so hard to make a good pirate game? Yeah. So there was there was Sid Meier's Pirates, but like pirate action adventure is a fucking no brainer. Somebody tweeted at me the other day saying they they want the people who did Rockstar to do what they did for the Western for the pirate. Game. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. I hope Rockstar San Diego is making a pirate game. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be awesome with zombies. Yeah. Okay, this is the beast from the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a problem. He says, I played and finished Mass Effect on my Xbox 360 back in 2007. But when Mass Effect 2 was released in 2010, I was halfway around the world getting my university education without my Xbox. Didn't have the ability to play it. I did, however, have a PS3. So when the 2011 edition released, I bought, played, and completed it. Now it's 2012. I'm back home with my Xbox and PS3. I need to know which console I should play Mass Effect 3 mm-hmm. on. Should I just buy and play Mass Effect 3 on my PS3? Or conti- uh, and continue my two save, or buy and play ME two again on Xbox. Continue for my Mass Effect one save. Blah 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 blah. I'd say just go, keep going with PS three. Like yeah, yeah. at I the start so. of that, you you got to make the important decisions exactly. again. Exactly. So yeah, he's got he's kind of got the reverse of me, right? Whereas like I've been playing, I played them all on three sixty, and then I never could. could muster up the cur- or the determination to play through Mass Effect again because <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't go through that again Greg with Miller your legion. Overcomes adversity. Yeah. Yeah. But like I wanted to get a PS3 save together but like I'm 
I just I was I kept getting bored running. I knew yeah. all the decisions. I knew it was going to happen, so I'd just get bored and quit. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm playing on 360, even though I want trophies. And so, if I had a PS3 save, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially right now. Here's the trade-off, though. Right, Mass Effect is going to be multiple discs on 360. I've heard that there's some swapping going on. It takes there's a lot of swapping going on. Mm-hmm. But PS3 is one disc. Mm-hmm. However, as Collins talked about in the review in progress, frame rate kind of it gets choppy in the very beginning, and it, it gets better as it goes. But it's kind of framing the beginning. I can't believe we're back to multiple discs. That's, is that really lots of swapping? That's not something that just happens once halfway through? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, this is chatter I've heard in the office. I don't know. Because disc swapping, it's always been something that people have complained about more than the actual time it takes to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that's a, true. Oh my God, yeah. It's the same thing with like the PS3 install times. People go on the yeah. internet and complain for 30 minutes for something that takes five. No. But it's just, it's it's inelegant. I don't know. I You're right. No, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. complain more than, than the actual inconvenience. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still just like, it just feels clunky and like it feels like it's modern times. And even more importantly, like there's an alternative that you don't have to do it. Like buy it on the other console. Right. And, like, well, yeah. is, that, is that what tells us that it's time for a new generation of consoles? Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I certainly think so. Because games have grown bigger than what they anticipated for the Do you remember Xbox? when that was like a selling point? Like, oh, this, R- this PlayStation know, RPG is I know, like. On Final Fantasy games, would be yeah. like, "Oh, I can't believe how big this game is." It's mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you would know, but then it would ruin like the fake out endings. You're like, "Oh shit, this is the end." It's like I'm only on disc two. Yeah. This, this isn't the end. It's true. Can I, can we do? Can me and Brian do a cheap plug? Sure. On up at noon Monday, Casey Hudson pop, stops by to talk mm-hmm. Mass Effect three. It's the Mass Effect three show. Yeah. So watch that at uh, YouTube.com/slash/start. Also watch it if you hate Justin Bieber. Yeah, do that too. Just watch it. Probably Just watch that. it. Can you subscribe to it, too? Fuck, guys. <laughs> come on, man. Subscribe to Start, and then you subscribe to a little playlist for us. Tell your girl to watch it, too. She'll And don't it. say you don't know how to subscribe. you got a Google account. That's all it is these days. That's it. Come on. Dude, stop being so lazy. We do it for you. We do it for <laughs> nothing else but you. This started out as a plug. And I know. Just now just <laughs> no, this, is, this is really how it's got. Like somebody, somebody at IGN came over to me yesterday and they're like, "Hey, I really like the show." It's somebody in like uh, marketing or something. Yeah. And I was like, "Thank you for watching." And they're like, "Oh wow, you've gotten big. You know, you just sit there and say thanks for watching." And I'm like, "No, really, like legitimately, yeah, yeah, thank you because we appreciate every single view." I was talking to a friend the other day, and like, oh man, you're getting torn apart in the comments. I'm like, yeah, can you comment back? And like, oh, I don't have a YouTube account. I'm like, you, you've emailed me from <laughs> Gmail. You do have a YouTube What do you mean you don't have a YouTube account? Yeah, like, yeah. even if, like, yeah. It takes all of 10 seconds to create one. Well, no, it's, I, I don't. Some people miss the memo that Google bought YouTube or yeah. whatever. Like, you're yeah. all, it's all linked. Yeah, it's true. That's like, hey, man, I saw you getting beat up by 40 people in the street. Why don't you help me? Oh, I, I, I lost my voice. Yeah. So also, watch the next game boss with Damon. Uh, last episode next week. On Tuesday. Who's gonna win? Do you think the fist puncher people are pissed off that Assassin's Creed stole their idea? What? what? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch next game boss to get that joke. They watched the first episode of Game Boss, and that's when they're like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck, man! Yeah. We're not, we're not going to Paris this time. That's right. <laughs> Screw East Asia." I saw the trailer for Code Runner. You all posted about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Came out this week. Did any of you download it? Yeah. Justin, yep. can you speak to Code Runner? <laughs> Not much. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar with Code Runner, it's sort of uh, it's an app you download on your iPhone. It's a game. But it's GPS-enabled and requires you to go to real-world locations. And Ooh. so it's meant to be this, like, spy game. And it has this bonkers trailer that you can find on IGN where it's, like, some guy in a suit. And then some woman is, like, giving him instructions, like, go to here and surveil these people. And, like, I'm pretty sure this is the first game that's going to get someone killed in real life. <laughs> um, 
But I so I haven't played it yet because I have it on my iPad, not my iPhone, and so you need the GPS, you need the three G enabled to go out into the wild gotcha. and, and check it out. But it, what it basically sounds like is a uh, you have to make dead drops as part of the game, like go to a location on the map, and then it's like leave this item here, and then it's like, supposed to like be, like what. Uh, for example, I don't know. A it's human a, foot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what. I don't know because I haven't 10, played it. Balloons. But uh, <laughs> yeah, ten, ten, ten thousand balloons. Um, and then other people. So it matches you up smartly with other people that are playing the game. That'll then go like collect your dead drop, and you, then you go. And the game knows that you're there. You're like, I'm there. I found it. And then that's how you. That's how you're supposed to. So play you got to go game. meet these other people. No. Okay. I was going to say because if that happens. It's, you, kind of get there and you're like no, so, so this, is, this is where we're at in life huh? it, it does sound like yeah, something a serial killer would do though yeah. Yeah. it was like one dead drop he's just like staking out anybody comes by with their iPhone just call him over the head that's exactly the in- serial killer made this iPhone app just <laughs> <laughs> we're in victims I'm really lazy right, like, it actually comes with a copy of Catcher in the Rye oh <laughs> if you want free iPhones just make a dead drop in this game and then wait and then everyone's gonna walk by with their iPhone in their fucking hands and then you can just club them over the head and take their phone someone's calling the show um uh- so I, I haven't checked it out yet. It seems cool. I sort of like location-based games that sort of, uh, uh, yeah, who's calling? Somebody. Um, we, so there's a game, there's a social game where it's a little bit like Farmville or whatever, but uh, you can take over territory, and uh, you can do it in the real world, though. So it's like if you travel to downtown San Francisco, like, who's ever, there's just mechanics in place that, like, take over this block. And, like, you know, stuff like that's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, but Code Runner, I don't know, a little If you little do creepy. that, clean it up. Take care of downtown. Yeah, clean San Francisco. up downtown. Let's go. The dead drop here is to pick up three pieces of trash. <laughs> I was just gonna say, we're watching. Where's all this poop coming from? This is uh, Mike, and he wants. He has an Irish name. He wants Greg to pronounce it. Oh, it's, it's Mike, everybody. I don't. Know, I can't do good. Well, it's his, his last name there. Reardon. That's easy. It's not even a hard one. It's that, that one's like these are real words. Is that put together. I, Irish accent pronouncing that though. Oh, it's Michael Reardon. There we go. He uh, says Greg has lost a bet. Oh, gosh. Uh, Believe it or not, it happens quite a bit. Since I was recently listening to some older GameScoop episodes that I'd missed, I came across a black entertainment television that Greg Miller made with Anthony Guy Uggos about the release date Uh, of Syndicate. I heard about this. Some game about computer chips and brains. Greg Miller bet Anthony $10 that the game would not come out in February when it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. But it did. It came out February 21st. Getting out my $10 bill. You can take a photo and insert in the article as I hand it to him after the show. This will be a reminder that I need to do it. Thank you for keeping Greg honest. Yeah, Mike. Some, a lot of people tweeted that it, at us saying that this had happened. Mm, and Anthony's and I's response was, what did, we, what did we bet? We don't remember. Like, what was the actual bet? But why did he... So Mike's keeping Greg honest. Why is he thanking us for keeping Greg honest? He wrote in. We're giving like, him the hours of no, entertainment, I thanked, all right? I thanked Mike. I thanked Mike for keeping Greg honest. Yeah. Also, oh, man, how many people have played Syndicate? I tell you, that's a game that's just <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's oh, that's right. Like crap, but nobody played it. Huh? <laughs> it got a seven point five. Yeah. That's not exactly crap, but yes, nobody played it. The great box art, freaking <laughs> guy from Force Unleashed meets Cole, and then gets white and black all smeared all over him. Better, better box art than binary domain. I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great box. What's going on with these <laughs> the piggyback rides? Yeah, yes. that's great. <laughs> Uh, this is Blake Worrell. I have a humble request. Regarding your game reviews, as a gamer with limited time, mm-hmm. I'm usually turned off by games that are really long. I noticed that in the review for Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet, which I reviewed, one of the complaints against the game was that it was only four hours long. I don't know if I was complaining about that. Uh, my thought was, only four hours? I'm buying this game right mm-hmm. now. However, many reviewers use terms like plenty of content or a big single-player campaign to describe a game's length, but these terms are pretty ambiguous for detail. 
while I know that a gaming experience will vary from player to player, it would be extremely helpful to me to know if a game is approximately less than 10 hours or more than 50. This could easily be thrown into the closing comments or the lasting appeal block at the end of the review. Okay. Yeah, that's sure. legit. I think, I, think we we all try, I think we all try to put that kind of stuff in there, but yeah, it does get... When you're playing a game and it gets... Uh, okay, I played at the office, and then I got I had to pause the screen for an hour, and then I went away, and I came back, and I stopped, and I took it home, and I moved my state. You know, that, yeah. That's when it starts to get, well, how long did I play with it? Then you yeah. started on a different platform. Yeah. And, yeah. At yeah. the end of my Warp review, I, I said it took me just over five hours to complete that game. So actually, Blake, you should check out Warp on XBLA. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Journey. One city. Journey, yeah. yeah two, two hours or less. Uh, have you beat really? that one yet? Yeah. You yeah, I'm journey. Yeah. So I want, I'm, I'm going to play it. But um, do you do you have to be online to like really enjoy that game? No, not okay. at all. Okay. I, 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 if people don't know, journey is, is you know you're on a journey. You're this little cloth person, and if you somebody <laughs> the game will randomly match you with an, another player that you can go through the environment with or see or ignore or do whatever you want with it. And mm-hmm. so I played through it, never saw a person, and then at the end when the credits rolled, it said like you know you were helped along by and it gave me this guy's PSN that I, I never saw. So it's possible that he got put we got put in each other's game and he was just behind me in front of me away and didn't matter. Hmm. But I, 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 it, for me, it's totally a single-player game. I think the idea of adding okay. somebody else into it is weird, and that's why their their multiplayer is just like, oh hey, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you're 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 picking up cloth too. Oh, All right, yeah. see you later. You can't jump until you find some feathers too. All right, gotcha. <laughs> I'll definitely check out Journey. Good. You like? I think you like it. It's beautiful. This is Eldar from Gorlovka, Ukraine. Ooh, it's all made up. Says I need your help. There's this cool NES game I played when I was a kid. The problem is I don't remember its name. Ninja it's Turtles. Side-scrolling action. Mm-hmm. You control a mech. Could dismount at any time. Blaster Master. See, yeah. that's what I that's thought. That's what I was thinking. Robocop. I, went, I asked Sam Claiborne. Uh-huh. Dark he Boy. thought it sounded like Metal Warriors on the Super Nintendo. Ah. But I mean, on the NES, the only thing that really comes to mind is, is Blaster Master. Did you have a Did you have a mech in Dark Void? Dark Void. Oh wait, that's Dark Void Zero. Yeah, yeah that was the good one. No, you didn't. That was the good one. Yeah, yeah. Remember Dark Void, right? I do remember Dark Void. Nolan North. I know. Remember when I asked him about it on camera and he just left? <laughs> uh, this is Ray Tariq. I wanted to thank you guys for having an amazing podcast. You're fucking welcome. You guys make my laborious morning commute enlightening. I wanted to ask you guys, why is it that game publishers and developers make such stupid decisions? (laughs) For example, the Vita memory cards, online codes, DLC for only new games, etc. I understand it's a business move, but it seems that it discourages consumers. The general consensus is that a product is created to accommodate a consumer's needs and wants. I feel as that the gaming industry is becoming like the oil and gas industry, ripping off people because they can, but unlike gas, games aren't a necessity. Mm-hmm. It's it's because adults are really just tall, stupid kids. Like we're all dumb kids, and then one day you realize you're an adult and you have to make decisions. Like we we do it here. Like we're a bunch of big stupid kids that yeah. run a company, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we like, make big dumb decisions all the time. And the same thing happens at these at these. I know that's a lot deeper of an issue. Than, <laughs> hey, we want money, or we want to get people playing multiplayer longer. But no, it's really just people make stupid decisions and they don't know what to do. Yeah, it's true. It's actually a good point. It's like I'm in my upper twenties now, and mm-hmm. I'm like, at what point in my head? I'm like, at what point do I like? Okay, now I got things figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I don't like. I was a kid, and I'm like, oh, I'm in high school. I don't need to be smart, but then you're <laughs> then you're on your own. And I'm like, what now? I need to know how to run my life. And yeah, like, no, my shit together. One day someone calls you sir, and you're like, oh crap. Yeah, now I'm Mr. Davis, and I'm like, ooh, this is weird. I'm an old um, man. Yeah, so I think you're onto something. I also think game companies, the people that complain about this sort of thing, are a vocal minority. Um, hmm. And so I think, like, I hate online passes. I hate day one DLC. I don't like any of that stuff, but. Uh, you know these companies are smart, and they wouldn't do it if it didn't make them money. Um, 
I don't know. And Jessica's, usually, usually the people that complain are the ones that end up going and buying, buying the game anyway. day one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's like Jessica's hardcore passionate people don't like something doesn't mean that it doesn't end up making them dough. It's yeah. like, yeah. There was that great screen cap, I think it was last year, of all the people on Steam complaining about uh, the Modern Warfare servers. You know, there was, it, was like, it, was a, it was even better than that. Sorry, they, uh, they all joined a group that mm-hmm. was like boycott Mass Effect 3. They joined this group. And then they forgot. Why Mass Effect Three? Or no, excuse me, Modern uh, Warfare, 3. Modern Warfare yeah. Three. And they joined this group because uh, it wasn't going to have dedicated servers on PC. Okay. And um, then when Modern Warfare Three came out, someone took a screenshot of of what I, everyone was currently playing. Everyone that was in the boycott Mass Effect Three group was in. Excuse me, in Modern <laughs> Warfare Three was in Modern Warfare Three playing the game. That's like funny. like ninety percent of the people in. I'm that really group. glad That's I great. passed you the baton on this story, yeah. brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mass, <laughs> Mass Effect on the brain. I'm sure this isn't the correct. Economic term, but it's uh, similar to it. Something about diminishing returns, right? Yes. Like okay. the people who are going to bitch about the memory card and the Vita are the ones who care the most about the Vita, so they're going to buy the Vita and get a memory card. And the people who are already on the fence about the Vita weren't going to buy the Vita to begin with. So you get the first people to pay exorbitant amount of how much ever it is. <laughs> then you announce a price drop, make it look like you're doing them a big favor because sales are tapered off or going down. Then you get that boost of people who are on the fence who didn't want to do it. Yeah. Walk into any GameStop on any console launch launch day and wait in line behind the five mothers or fathers who are yeah. in there and they're like, do you need do, do you need the backpack for this yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yep. yeah. And, I need the um, fanny pack with the cartridge holder. The cheap book? Yeah, sure. I'll take the, the Vita cheap book and <laughs> yeah. they just go home and they're like, yeah, cool. I have a whole pile of crap now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Best Buy, you can pay Best Buy $100 to come to your house and set up your console And plug your you. PS3 in. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'll do it for 50. And I'll do it for 50. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it for 40. Damn it. Shit. I, can't, I won't and, go below and 50. I, and I won't. <laughs> 40 and I'll hug you. Ooh. What kind of hug? I'll, I'll do a I'll shirtless it for 50. Yeah, is it, it going to be an ass out hug? Ass out hug. Is my ass out or is my ass in? Where are <laughs> yeah. you asking me if I'm hugging? Am I hugging them from behind? You know what? No, no. He, when you're going in to hug somebody, but you both do that stop and then you do the lean in hug. You do the lean so you're in. making like a house, like a, a, a tr- yeah. uh, I always press my crotch into the person I'm hugging. Yeah, yeah you do. Me yeah. too. Everywhere. Yeah. All over. <laughs> and we, um, I, it is a good point. I do think so. Game sales are down year over year. And part of that's because consoles are old and people are wanting new shit. But uh, I think, uh, what was their writer's name? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Ray? Yeah. Ray. Ray made a great point about how I do think game companies are kind of squeezing the consumer and yes. kind of trying to and exploiting them in a way that, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence that the more and more sort of hostile. I bet they wouldn't say that, but they'd say they're trying whatever they can to battle use games yeah. and, you know, yep. and, and to yeah. recruit the, the astronomical production costs of developing games today. But the one feeds the other, right? Like the, the game companies are becoming more and more hostile towards the consumers and sort of their behavior. And then game revenues are dropping. It's like, you know, take care of your customer and they take care of you. Spend less money on balloons and varsity jackets, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Steam's not having That's trouble. That's a cheat code. That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. So, like, Steam is, like, actually a, a, a service that treats its customers really well, I mm-hmm. think. Right. Hmm. This is Sam McBee. Sam McBee. I've heard Xbox. And a lot of Western games do not sell well in Japan. And conversely, a lot of large franchises in Japan, like Monster Hunter, do not sell well in Western culture markets. So first of all, Monster Hunter on Wii sold like over half a million. Yeah, yeah but it's not a pheno- like it's crazy in Japan. Like, yes, it's not. Everybody on the train has a P- or used to have a PSP and play Monster Hunter. His question is: Have the two markets split apart since the Final Fantasy heydays, or are there still franchises that both markets can get behind? Sure. Um, look at Super Which, Mario. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's doing okay. Hmm. Yeah, Mario Zelda. <laughs> He's Final- doing okay for himself. <laughs> Mario Zelda Final Fantasy. There's still plenty that. Yeah. Appeals Final Fantasy isn't as beloved as it used to be here. Yeah, it's not. No. Well, the games and, aren't as good. Yeah. Um, but there's also, I think, there has been a shift. All, all 
the best, you know, selling games in, in the West, the most popular games are generally Western developed mm-hmm. titles. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. weird Japanese games. Yep. You know, it's Grand Theft Auto and Halo and Gears of War yeah. and Uncharted. I think, so, I think for a while, each market was trying to win over the other market. And we're kind of at a point now where we're like, uh, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, let's well, just do what we want to do. We're going to make this so, game on the DS where you squeeze sweat off guys' chests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna make Gears of War. <laughs> Epic's not going to sit there and cry that Gears of War is not selling well in Japan. Yeah. I mean, it's Quickie well. does, actually. So it used so? to be, no. you know, in the 80s and 90s, all the skill and expertise to make like really great top top AAA video games was in Japan, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know as Western developers have sort of gotten older and more experienced and better, um, it's definitely been a rise of the West over the last you know ten fifteen sure. years. Um, and so you see stuff like Halo and Gears of War and all that come out of America now, um, and you even see more and more America. Japanese companies um, like Capcom and Nintendo. I mean Metroid Prime, right? Like that's yeah. an American made game, um, sold like crap. Well, yeah, but they're good. I mean, yeah, they're great. Um, but you see even games that are trying to mimic a Western experience, yeah. similar to, like, Dead Rising. And they don't right? do it as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I also think part of it's cultural. Um, you know, Japan doesn't seem that interested in the FPS, and that's sort of ruling everything in, in the Western world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say the industry is more split than it used to be, but there's still plenty that appeals globally. Mm-hmm. Um I think aesthetics play in as well, the way a console's designed. I think xenophobia, obviously, is a big issue that will yep. probably never go away. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you mean about the console design, though? Um, just the way that, like, ergonomically, like, if you look at the way the original Xbox came out, <sighs> the controller was gigantic, and the yes. Japanese pe- market was just like, we don't want to hold this giant Our dumb. hands are too small. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, <laughs> even there was, there was stuff, like, with the Kinect, where they were saying, statistically, the living rooms in, in, in Japan mm. were smaller than they were in America. It's just yep. a more cramped living space, it's and you have less chance, you know, less space to just dance around your apartment. It's a problem in San Francisco as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's completely true. And it's also, you know, Japan has maybe a little bit more national pride than America does. And they don't, I mean, they don't like to buy, you know, the Xbox is an American product from an American company. And if they have a choice, if their games are on that and the PlayStation, they'll choose to buy the Sony console more often. Or the Nintendo. Right. Do you know that people get, get married at McDonald's in Japan? I didn't know that. Now you know that. Is that really a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. A common thing. Yeah. People people look at McDonald's in Japan way, way better than we do here. Well, the McDonald's in Japan is way better. Is it? That's Remember how good McDonald's yeah. is? What do you mean you've heard? You, you, you didn't know McDonald's when I didn't go to McDonald's when I was there. Oh, weird. How yeah, what? McDonald's is really good. They, you get the best service of your life at McDonald's in really? Japan. Yeah. So what was... Run it down for me. I'm curious. <laughs> it's just everyone there is, like, really polite and... You Haven't know, I heard like, that, the, like, the burgers look like the picture, too, right? Yeah. The yeah. burgers are really pretty. <laughs> I'm sure the food is not any better for you, but just like you get like real service. It's not like you know uh, some cracked out you know teenager <laughs> behind the counter. That's somebody like, somebody put together this photo blog recently yeah. of all the. Did you see that of all the burgers, yeah. make the McDonald's burgers, and how they just oh, right. based on the size of the picture, they would not ever fit in those boxes. They'd be like twice the size of the mm. boxes that they come in, so they'd have to smush them in. It's yeah, good. well, that's not what I saw. What I saw was the side by side comparisons of the glamour shots yes, and the real yes. food. Mm. That was great. Yeah, my friend described that as uh, MySpace photos of McDonald's food. Yeah. You can also get hot dogs at McDonald's in Japan. That's that's what I was going to ask you. Do they serve beer at the McDonald's in Japan? I don't think I've seen beer on the menu. Because they do in Europe. But maybe they do. Yeah. I've eaten McDonald's in Europe. I feel like they serve beer at Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan. Really? Mm -hmm. I think so. This is Martin Downs from Edinburgh, Scotland. Recently at work, we heard a presentation on a guy who works for the company, but had also undertaken some amazing adventures, such as rowing across the Atlantic and skiing to the South Pole. I think we were supposed to infer business lessons from the talk, but instead, it inspired me to take three months off work and complete some fantastic challenge myself. That's cool. The only problem is, the only problem is, I don't know what to do. 
So I wondered, can the Games crew think of any video game-inspired challenges that would see me do something incredible or go somewhere amazing? What? I think that's you, you hoodwinked your boss into letting you take three months off of work to play video games? No, yeah, not play trying, video games. Dude. I've whittled away a month and a half trying to think of something to do. No, he wants to like go to a pyramid. Yeah. Go see a pyramid and like and then climb to the top of it like and Nathan Mario Drake. and get the stock. <laughs> oh, okay. Something video game related that he can do in, in our world. Yeah, IRL. Um, it's a dumb question. Wow, yeah. Paintball? I don't know. Paintball. <laughs> Big head he mode? has three months. <laughs> yeah, do big head mode. <laughs> I mean, if you're really into video games, if that's your bag, if that's what you like to do, you could travel to places that are important. Like if you've never been to Japan, go to Japan and see. Uh-huh. You know, the, what's the district where all the games are? Sold? Akihabara. Yeah, yeah. Go to Japan and go to. Akihabara. You know, and do that. Like I don't know. That's really the only one that jumps out at me at the top of my head. Like maybe if you've never been to San Francisco, like come see. You know, <laughs> three months see all the scenes from Driver San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Like what are other, what are other real world locations that have been well represented in games? Shadow Moses Island. I get, I just I, I just think of Uncharted because they do so much yeah. like globe trotting in that game. When it's but, real yeah. world, you yeah. know. Yeah, walk through a desert, really tired and thirsty. Yeah, and then not get any water and yeah. still fight off like a million guys. Yeah. That that part of that game still bugs. Adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. I, I, ten out of ten. When, when the guy drops the canteen, that would have been the first place I would have run it's to. It's right? weird. The weird. It's because he doesn't. He's dying, and then he never gets the water. He doesn't get it, and then he fights. You go through this big action scene. I was so thirsty playing that. Yeah, part. totally, totally. I was like, just parched. Like it makes like sense it if he's like, oh, okay, I finally got some water. Now I gotta fight these guys. Like, it okay, it just happened off camera, don't we? Okay. One of the times he reloaded. I think I ranted about, I think I ranted about this the last time I was on GameScoop. Yeah, it probably. really bugs yeah, me. We've talked about this before. It's worth complaining every time. <laughs> it's just as bad as having to swap discs out. It's just, I know, it's just, <laughs> no, just, just infuriating. It breaks the experience. I get so thirsty doing that, too. It's just okay. horrible. I'm over it. <laughs> this is Chris Ricard. That's a weird question. Speaking of Syndicate, Ugh. Syndicate was refused classification in Australia, making it illegal to distribute oh and import to my oh country. My and import. Weird. Under this circumstance, do you think it is morally all right to pirate the game? As the developer and publisher are aware that they will make no money from Australian sales. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. So I would say import it because that would be, that's like, Someone's still buying it's, a cheaper, copy. it's cheaper to import from uh, the U.S. than it is to buy an, uh, the Australian copy if it had been released there. Could he go to jail for that, though? Yeah, it's against the law. That's what I don't get. I talked to Cam. When he was here, uh, uh, one of our Australian editors, and he said he recommended that you import it. I, I just can't. Is it really illegal to import it? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Cam that's care. ridiculous. Cam's a rebel yeah. without a cause. It's the same as a. Uh, uh, let's say there's some crazy country where, like, I don't know, child pornography is legal, right? Like, Australia. Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it you would be illegal. If it, if it were produced there, it can't be imported yeah. into America. Then, um, okay. you know, so they say the game's illegal, so you can't import it. I love um, that you just c- compared a video game to child pornography. I did. That's what happens, man. That's that's why you bring me on a game scoop. <laughs> so I would say pirate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like what. It's. I mean, also illegal, so he, he, I'm not suggesting you do it. And it's, but. it's not like so. It's it's true. It's not like he's entitled to play Syndicate. Right. But not like you need to play Syndicate no. either. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like uh, it's got. I think part of it too is like they're like you can't have this, and that's why he wants it more. Because well, it's that, just there Syndicate. Is that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. maybe the advice is, look, if you live somewhere that – it's illegal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but you can't break the law where you live. Yeah, yeah. I take it back. Don't pirate. I suggest um, you uh, you move. Yeah. 
Get the hell Pick out of here. Pick up your life and go. Say goodbye to your, your everything. That's true. If you want to be a gamer, Australia, Australia can be a hard place to be a, yeah. a gamer. There's lots of games. Especially if you, if you also don't want to live in a country that's constantly yeah. on fire. Like, <laughs> and covered in poisonous animals. <laughs> That's what I picture. I picture any time you go out your door in Australia, just terrifying yeah. like well, scorpions. We, we had, it's got those wolf things from Willow just yeah. running into the countryside. We had our uh, Australian fan and friend, uh, Panda Muskin, mm-hmm. the other day, and mm-hmm. he gave us a bunch of Australian candy. And mm-hmm. so we were all good gorging on this candy, and everybody's like, oh, this is the best candy I've ever had. And I asked Nick Cohen, why are Australians so good at making candy? And he said, oh, well, it's because if we don't go outside, we don't want to get killed. <laughs> so they yeah. make candy? Yeah, they make candy and they get it's, fat. It's what he terrible, said. poisonous animals, and it's 140 degrees yeah. at all times. No, but I'd say, so the question's basically asking, um, so syndicate's illegal in my country. Should I pirate syndicate? The answer is... We can't, no, we can't yeah, break the law. The answer is... I guess is, that's like saying, like, cocaine is illegal. Should yeah. I buy cocaine but around I, but I in really, the alley behind my house? But no, I really want, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, they can't get you if you're importing it. I had an itch. I had an itch. I'm sorry, Justin. Okay. You don't get itches? It's just a little weird. I didn't know what was going on. Somebody's never, somebody never had pirated co- cocaine. It's, yeah. it's the greatest. You can download it. Just print it out and put it in your nose. Don't do that. Don't do any of that. <laughs> Never do any of those things. This is Owen Westerhoff. My name is Owen Westerhoff. Duh. <laughs> and I have just begun recently <laughs> listening to your podcast. You guys are great, and the humor is unbeatable. Yay! Aww. You just can't beat the humor. Nah. You can I try. A, I have a question <laughs> concerning the new PlayStation Vita and its older predecessors. I have not <laughs> I have an older Nintendo DS Lite that I was thinking of selling in order to buy this new Vita. The question is, should I sell my Nintendo and buy the new Vita? Or should I keep the DS and buy the older PSP Go or the no, 3000? Do, do not buy a don't PSP at this point. No. Yeah, why, don't, yeah, get a Vita. It's not because the Vita's ba- or the PSP's bad. It's just that anything good on the PSP, you get on the Vita. Yeah. Or you will be able to yeah. one day. Knock on wood. I used to do this, but I, I I vowed like ten years ago to never do this again. Don't don't trade in your video game systems. Yep. Just hold on to them. Like you're really at this point. What are you going to get for that? Forty bucks? Yeah, sixty bucks. You can't make that in a, a. I don't know what you do. A corner? Yeah, on a corner. Just do a couple BJ's in the yeah. alley behind your Just house. Just do a couple BJ's. <laughs> 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 so we won't, we won't let you import games of cocaine. Sexual favors yeah. to buy Vitas is totally cool. And if you want, just pirate some BJs. <laughs> just import a BJ. Do a couple BJs. Yeah. Just don't think about it. Just, What's a couple? Is yeah. that just two? Two. A couple is two. Just two. You think you can make uh, 60 bucks doing two for, BJs? When giving two What's BJs? The <laughs> Just it'll be over before you know it, just, and you can get that Vita. Yeah, don't uh, don't trade in your systems. Um, I don't trade any any game that I like. Yeah, nah. so the, the Vita's stuff. super hot, but it's not going anywhere. So it's like also just true. just yeah. save your dough, and then you can play because the DS is also awesome. And like if you sell it and sell those games, like it's gone forever. Yeah, and I guess it comes out how much he's playing it still too, though. If if it's just sitting there collecting dust and you don't have plans to go back to it, that's a good point. I always uh, so um, I keep everything. I don't sell anything, um, but then I don't play. Like I have a closet full of games that I'm never gonna play right. again. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I don't know. You'll, you'll, have, you'll have you'll have kids someday. It's true. Yeah, they're gonna want to play cool shit. Yeah. Not old fucking crap. And I go back to games. Uh, you know, I'm gonna make my kid like super. They're gonna get into the you know VR tub. Goo and put on the headset and the apparatus to breathe and fucking yeah. be playing, flying and shit. It's true. I'm gonna go get in the game tub. Wow, <laughs> it's 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 like sex in demolition man. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm gonna go do a couple BJ's in the game tub. <laughs> um, 
couple more questions here. This no, is, it needs to be last. We're running out of time. Clint's right, going to get so mad. All right, then I'll skip. I'll skip. I'll do the last one here. This is Edward who says uh, he's, he has a story about nearly meeting Greg Miller. Oh, wow. <laughs> In an alley. says, I'm a few days shy of turning him a near. 27. I've been a gamer for over two decades. I recently, I currently reside in Los Angeles doing freelance work. Typically work on commercials and infomercials. About two weeks ago, I got a call about working on the Shoot My Truck live stream. Oh. This was a two-day event that coincided with the launch of the new Twisted Metal. I'd never worked on a video game spot before. It was especially cool because I have a fondness for the Twisted Metal series. When I was scanning our day one call sheet, I noticed two especially notable names. The first was David Jaffe. The second was IGN's own Greg Miller. Jaffe did appear live at the event... As co-host for both days, got a chance to speak with him, and he came across as a really cool guy. However, Greg Miller did not appear oh, for the event. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure there may have been scheduling conflicts or logistical problems. I'm just wondering, how close was Greg to coming out to Nevada, and what would his role have been? I was incredibly not close whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. You were still on the call sheet. Yeah, it, it, well, that's, it shows how, that it's good to know that other organizations are just as disorganized <laughs> as IGN.com is. I but like, basically, I, yeah, the day before, they were like, oh, hey, do you want to come out tomorrow and come to Nevada and co-host this thing with Jaffe? And I'm like, no. No, I do not want. To. I have things to do tomorrow. No, I like that he asked how close you were, as if you walked all the way to like the, the Great Wall of Nevada. And I, la- I landed in Vegas and then just saw the slot machines. I was like, "Well, fuck it, <laughs> Jaffe can shoot his own truck." That's awesome. I love that they asked you a day before. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been maybe it, it was a super short notice. It mm. was it was within forty eight hours for sure. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And we're not just. If it, I'm sure everyone knows, but we're in San Francisco. We're not even yeah. in L. A. Yeah. You know, we're far away. Yeah. We, which is far from LA. We have to. I had to explain that to a fan the other day. Somebody hit me up and they're like, "Hey, I'm in I'm in LA. You want to hang out?" And I was yeah. like, uh, "We're it's in San like Francisco, we're just like up the and street." They're like, "Oh, I was hoping it'd be like a cab right away." And I was like, "If you want to take York, a cab for five hours, and you, <laughs> longer than that, yeah, it's a big state. Yeah, it's really it's big the state. Big, it's actually the biggest. <sighs> Only a little it's, bit. I'm, I don't think that's right. This is not true. It's the biggest puzzle <laughs> Texas, piece is on Texas a map bigger? of America. Texas is bigger. There's, yeah, but and Alaska. California is almost as big as Japan." Japan. <laughs> anyway, we need to run to a GDC meeting. Yay! Come on, this is going to be so cranky. Final GDC meeting. So enjoy all of our GDC content next week. There'll be lots of fun stuff coming through. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Greg. I leave you this week with a song called Warhead by Liquid Stranger. If you like Liquid Stranger on Facebook, you can download it for free, along with a bunch of other cool songs. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Unleash the full power.
it were to kill you right out. What scares me is that awful gas that deforms you. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.